This is exactly right. It is another wonderful, absolutely stunning, stand up and stretch, get ready for this one. It's a Bananas Minisode. I'm Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. I am Kurt Brownoler. Welcome to the Minisode, folks. It's, uh, it's, this is easy. We, we, we reread your stories, your confessions, and then we talk about our stories, our confessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just FYI, if yes. you're listening to this uh-huh. uh, on the main feed, yes. this was recorded one year earlier. <laughs> so don't respond. It's like I often get where it's like people will like be DMing. And I'm like, I don't know what what's going on. And yes. then I realize, oh, it's because a mini-sode came out on the main feed that was recorded so many months ago. Yes. Uh, Laurel, but- our good homegirl, Laurel Bristow, told me two days ago that in a live show, uh, an old mini-sode that was released six months after the fact, and the episode that we mentioned you putting your testicles on a pinball machine, which is for sure me bringing it up all three times. Yeah. Um, so sorry about that. So now we've mentioned it four times on the podcast, and I, after this, I confess <laughs> it will never second. happen again. For real, it was three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It was a live show, a mini sode from six months prior. Oh my god! <laughs> and I guess the one with True Beauty Brooklyn, it's Alex and Elizabeth. So. I, yeah. And again, I I barely remember the incident. <laughs> I, I know. It means nothing to you. And honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. But apparently, it came up. And so we are leaving <laughs> it in the past. I, um, yeah. I love doing these. And I love getting the DMs. And I like responding. Sometimes it seems like a lot of work. But it is very fun. I take an hour usually in the morning. Or sometimes I wake up at 3 a.m. And I'll just respond to every single one I possibly can. I enjoy it. Yeah, I usually do it in the evening time. So if you're, so if it's the evening time, it's me, and if it's the morning time, it's maybe Scotty. There but we we're go. both on there, so please send your stuff in. I got one for you, Scotty. Let's get right into it. A few years ago, again, confessions. Mm-hmm. We do not read the names, so these are anonymous. All right, they're anonymous. Uh, a few years ago, I moved to London for a while for work and fell in with a wonderful and large group of people. Then started to s- very casually date. Uh, parentheses sleep with Fun. one of the guys in the group which none of the others really knew was happening apart from a girl I became really good friends with after a short while it naturally came to a stop a couple months later said guy walked into the bar where we were all meeting and brought with him his brother who was in town for the weekend visiting from Vietnam where he's working not just his brother, but his identical twin brother. Uh-oh. That weekend, we all got to know him quite well. He was a very nice guy, and one night mm-hmm. things became a bit flirty between the two of us. I didn't have any intentions of anything happening as I had been with his brother, but a few wines later, oh and my new best girlfriend oh and I became boy. very curious about if they looked identical in face, height, body type, would their, you know, look identical too. Their After more wines and yeah. peer pressure... I decided to take one for the team and find out. <laughs> Terrible behavior, I know, but what else are your 20s for? Yeah. This is crazy that she does not say if if it was true, if they were identical. Left us um, hanging. But it, she, 
she does <laughs> she does follow up with uh asterisk 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 scotty this is not for your eyes asterisk asterisk because oh, i'm so innocent oh i oh well no maybe maybe she doesn't want you so to not to to think oh, poorly of her. well you're um, absolved. i don't know i don't think you know this person in per maybe you do know them in in real life i um, don't know but uh you are absolved of course you have to do that that's what your 20s are for it that is a exactly. great idea and if the opportunity presented itself if you weren't dating the other twin go for it that's fun i uh i had a i had a uh, the beginning of my dating career was mm-hmm. when i was uh, 12 years old Ooh, and you. It, it began there, there were dances mm-hmm. at in Avon, New Jersey, on the boardwalk, yeah, fun. in like it was like a like a community center yeah. that just sat on the boardwalk. Yes, it, or it was just a room. It was just literally a room. I think they like rented it out for a party Absolutely. or for like weddings and shit. These. Yes, and so then they would have teen dances uh, like once a month or something. Yeah. and so then that's where we would go. We there was one in Avon, there was one in Belmar. We're always going to teen dances. Mm-hmm. Riding my BMX bike with some pegs on the back to if anybody wanted to ride, hop on my pegs. Mm-hmm. And and at I guess at one of these dances, I met uh, these twin girls who okay. lived in. Ocean Grove, I believe. Okay. And I believe their last name was English. I think they were the English twins. And I'm not positive about Amazing. that. I wish I could remember their names. Yes. And then we would just talk on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. We would talk on the phone. I would talk on the phone with them, but them at the same time. So they would yes. both be on the phone. I would their voices sounded identical. I never knew uh-huh. who I was talking to. Yes. But then I I guess I just kind of like shot my shot and asked one of them out yes and she said yes so then we went to or like our date was to go to a teen dance in belmar yes on the boardwalk i'm having fun so then we're at the teen dance on the boardwalk okay and her sister is also there um and we're like dancing or whatever but we're all still again just like dancing together because we're kind of there as a group yeah and then the the sister who I was not dating <laughs> asked me to go for a walk. And I said, okay. So then we went for a walk on the beach and she was like, my sister is going to break up. My sister doesn't want to date you. Okay. And I was like, oh, and I was like, very sad. Oh, that hurts. Of course that of hurts. Of course it You're hurts. 12 years old. It hurts. Yeah. And she's like, but I would like to date you. There you go. <laughs> Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> And so then as a 12-year-old, I was like, okay, great. Because again, like the majority of our relationship was talking on the phone and their voices were identical. And so I still was unclear as to who was who in the relationship. And I was like, all right, great. But they are, of course, they're two different people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that was like the beginning of my dating career, which was like one sister's like, I'm I'm breaking up with you. And the other sister was like, now I'll date you. And I think we dated for like a week after that. And then it was over. And it was like, does she hold hands exactly the same as her sister because we're 12 <laughs> years old when you were saying that i don't know why this sparked a memory for me but i when i went from fifth grade to sixth grade you know when you go into middle uh-huh. school it's it's a pretty big thing the girls have hit puberty the boys four of the boys have hit puberty but i remember my older sister was like all, all i wore as a kid were like 
like umbros, like like soccer shorts, yep. swimsuits, yep. or sweatpants because I was a kid. And my sister's yeah. like, I had to go to a birthday party that weekend, and and I knew I was probably ten or eleven or twelve, probably probably eleven, and um, I knew that we were going to play spin the bottle. It was going to be a yeah. spin the bottle party, which makes me sound like I was born in the 1950s. Um, <laughs> and and it was like you knew it was going to be a spin knew, the bottle party. Do you like, know what I mean? Yeah. It was never like someone was just like, let's play spin the bottle. It was like, we are going to a house to play spin the bottle. Yes. It was, Everyone knew that that was going to happen. It was at Nicky John's basement, and we had all hung out there in, in life before, and there was going to be like... Six boys and six girls, and it was very clear that we all wanted to get a first kiss. But my older sister, in her wisdom, was like, you can't wear sweatpants to parties anymore, you child. Uh Go get jeans. (laughs) So I went to my parents, and I was like, can I get jeans? And they were like, sure. You know, they're like, yeah, you're a normal American boy. Let's go get you jeans. So I think we went to The Gap. And I Uh I bought my little first pair of blue jeans I'd ever worn since I was like a toddler. (laughs) And I walked downstairs into the basement. And I swear to God, one of the girls there goes, cool jeans, Scotty. (laughs) And then I'm like, showtime. (laughs) This party is going to go really good for this spin the bottle dog. These jeans really work. (laughs) And then it's like, well, I'm never taking jeans off for the rest of my life. But yeah, they noticed that I upgraded from... From boyhood to manhood with my Gap, probably very stonewashed, light white blue jeans. And I I remember, I think we all kissed, I think every boy kissed every girl and every girl kissed every boy. I think we all left uh, getting our first kisses and then five more kisses. I'm pretty positive. So everyone kissed, did did, did everyone kiss in front of each other? No, that's a great detail. So it's like... It was like t- seven minutes in heaven or something? It was spin the bottle, and then so it was uh, the basement. There's a little fireplace. There's wood paneling. There was like shag carpeting. There was a basket yep, yep, of yep. cassettes, a big basket, and on top was Hall & Oates, best of Hall & Oates, because I remember looking at that photo and reading Hall & Oates and not understanding that it was their name, their names. And we and we spin the bottle, and you know if a boy spun it, landed on a boy, we'd all go, are, "Yeah, sorry, hall, sorry. they're two it different is, words. It's, it's just two different nouns. It's just there's a hall, hall and, and there's, there's oats." <laughs> so I and, I'm, and there's a guy with a mustache and a man that looks like a mom in the 1980s with blown dry hair. And so I just saw Hall and Oates were like these two guys just singing like country songs about there's oats in the hallway or something. <laughs> but then you would spin the bottle and if it landed on a girl or if a girl spun it landed on a boy, there was a downstairs bedroom and downstairs bathroom with a little hallway and you would go towards the bathroom. And I mean, I remember being nervous, but then after the first one, you come back and everybody like looks at you and you kind of like give them a little thumbs up or whatever you do when you're a little kid and everybody's blushing. And by the end of it, we just, you know, there's only six options. So you just keep spinning this little Coke bottle. It was great. It was fantastic. It was so innocent. I hope all those people have beautiful lives and they're smooching all the time. The Banana Boys, pro smooching. Pro smooching. Oh, man. Yeah. I I love it. It's just so classic. A classic basement. Wood paneling basement with with shag carpeting. Yeah. How many have I been in at, in childhood? Oh, 
Uh, dozens yeah dozens yeah a lot on in the northeast i feel bad for the states that don't have basements like florida there's a bunch of places that don't because the water table is too high or whatever but like the basement is on the if you're from the northeast and i'm sure this is the same in the midwest it's just like that is where the kids hang out that's where you have so many formative experiences I mean, I literally wrote that movie about partying in a basement because it was such a big deal. So, yeah. Yeah. But spin the bottle. First time I got jeans, I think, was my first kiss. Same day. Oh, I love it. I love it. Give me another one. Okie dokie. Last week, I gave my number to a guy at the bar and invited him over. But I got home before I shared my actual address and texted him that I was happily laying on the ground with my dogs and I hope he has a good night. Bye. Probably a good decision. I then proceeded to reheat some chicken and then fell asleep with the stove on. Apparently, all my smoke alarm batteries are dead because I woke up to a house full of smoke and my dog's completely nonplussed and not barking. One of those rare times where taking home a rando from the bar might have saved my life instead of endangering it. <laughs> so now what? Oh, no. So, oh, now. You are absolved. Uh, you, pr- you are absolved. You, you, probably made, you made one great decision that night. Also, you use the word nonplussed correctly, which is very rare. Beautiful. They're out there. People are still out there giving numbers and taking people home. I love it. Yeah, man. Of course, you got to be. Yeah. You got to get out there. Got to live their life. This thing can't keep them down. That's right. And also, it's cool to give somebody's number at a bar. That means you weren't on an app, which I know dating apps are now the majority of how people meet. And like, if you're against dating apps, it's kind of let's just like being like, I remember walking uphill both ways to school. Like, dating apps are the reality, but like, this yeah. is cool. They were flirting. They saw each other at a bar. They gave each other numbers. I um, I told this on another podcast. Uh, different. Uh, I don't think it was ever released, but it was a storytelling podcast. And when I was in college, I lived on the twenty first floor of the dormitory whenever the fire alarm was pulled you had to walk down 21 flights of stairs because you weren't allowed to use the elevators and it sucked and about halfway through the year everybody stopped doing it because you would be like do you really think it's a fire or is it just some jerk pulled it because they were drunk to make 450 people walk outside in the snow so anyways one night it goes off and my roommate pat was like do are you going to go down and then we could smell smoke a ton of smoke And, and so we put on slippers. I have on like like uh, shorts, slippers, and sand, like um, a cardigan sweater that I grabbed because I was like, oh, this building's really on fire. And we're all hustling down. And the smoke is getting thicker as we're going down. Wow. Once we're about the fifth floor, you, we could tell the fire was somewhere on the first five floors because it was just coming. And so we get outside, and so many of my good buddies lived in that same dormitory in John Adams. And we get out, and it is cold, man. It's windy, Massachusetts, cold, snowy night. It's probably 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And so my buddy Franco and I, like, shuffle away from the building. The fire department comes. They rush up, and, they're, and all these students are just standing around. And, I mean, we are cold. And so Franco and I kind of lean against each other on the curb, and we look up at this other building, John Quincy Adams, JQA. And on the third or fourth floor, there is still a dorm party going hard. I mean, these are Boston <laughs> kids drinking like maniacs. You can see legs in the air for keg stands. And we're shivering cold. I mean, I'm like, dude, we might be in trouble out here. We're going to have to just like break into one of these other dorms and stand in the lobby. 
And this girl sees us. This college student sees Frank and I looking like these frozen sad sacks of shit. And she looks at us and just flashes us and shakes her breasts and then puts her shirt back down and like woos and goes back to the party. And, and it worked. It totally worked. We were like, yes! And like all those fears of freezing to death in Massachusetts, we were like, and so whoever you are, I never f- figured it out. But if, you, if this was you, if you have the reverse memory... And you're a banana yeah. animal. DM us because you <laughs> saved our lives that night. It was like we had crashed in the Andes Mountains, and you were you were giving us the nourishment we need to be like, you know what? I'm gonna make it back in that building tonight. <laughs> it was such a cool thing to do, and like meant nothing to her. I'm sure she's too drunk to remember it, but to us, it was yeah. like we're we have something to live for. <laughs> we have two <laughs> things to live for. Oh man, that is. Flashing is such a, a, a lost art form. I mean, like, yeah, of cameras ruined it. Cameras ruined it. <laughs> cameras ruined it. And also, and of course, uh, the, the reverse, the male thing, the version nightmare. is never, is a nightmare. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like something that in my mind, like I do, I've only been flashed once. I was 15 years old. Yeah. And it like made, it made my year. Oh, of it course. May, like, but the reverse of it is so awful. There's never been something that is that is at once for on one um, one yes. version of it is a like a memory for forever. Yes, and the other is a constant fear and threat. Yes, and it sucks that it sucks. The world is like that. But my God, I would like to also offer oh, yeah. up a thank you to whoever yeah. flashed my friend and I at eight a.m. Yes. as after we had been waiting in line for. Uh, we had slept outside waiting uh, for tickets to Lollapalooza, ooh. 1992, ooh, I believe. Good, probably a great year. Probably a we had great slept year. All, we had slept at, outside all night, and so we're like just like crazy and weird. And she had green hair, and she was on a bike, and then just, just drove up, flashed us, and then drove away. And I was, we were just like, the day couldn't get better. That's right. It's, <laughs> and it's her choice, and she did it. She freed the nipple, and good for her. <laughs> You, you saved it, and we remember it. We remember it twenty five years later, thirty years later. You still yeah. remember that moment because it's so funny. Where it's just like, well, that was unexpected and wonderful. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> oh man, do you have any more? Uh, well, sure. Do you have a, do you have a have short a good, one before I have we? An extremely short one. Great. Um, actually, let me do two because I have a very very short one. Okay. Here's one confession with five exclamation points. I once went on a date with a porn star. You're absolved. That's you're allowed, it. You're allowed to go on a date. I love with, it. Okay, here's a good one that will, will might spark something. Mistaken identity confession. I'm a 1980s baby. No social media. My parents didn't realize leaving the hospital, they had agreed on different names for me. My mom signed the birth certificate <laughs> as Lori. My dad told his entire family my name would be Danielle. So the first time my grandmother met me, she called me Danielle. Much to my mother's surprise. They decided a few days later that Danielle was definitely the right name for me, and then they had to go back and change their birth certificate. <laughs> You've done nothing That's wrong, so Daniel. So you're absolved, uh, and your parents are absolved. I love that. That there would be, never be a moment where there was a discussion about what to write down on the on the birth certificate. Is it normal uh, among parents to wait for to name your kid until you have to meet it, or no. parents have the name? Lined oh, up? 
Uh, they either have the name lined up or it's like one of two and then they decide at the moment. I but see. also there's some people who don't find out the, the, the gender of their baby, True. the sex of their baby. True. Um, and so then they have to have multiple names in their head. But That's you have true. to sign it before you leave the hospital. I'm going to use a. I'm going to use the not name, but I remember about ten years ago. I think you and I might have been out pitching that Fox pilot a long time ago. But anyways, there was a friend of ours having a baby, and then another friend that just have a, had a baby. And um, again, this is not the real name, but it was something like Matthew. And then the other one was mm-hmm. like, well, you can't name it Matthew because we just named our Matthew. And then they got into a fight. These two like moms were like, well, well we were already talking about it. We didn't know you were going to name your son Matthew. And she was like, can you believe that they're going to name their kid Matthew? And you want to go like, well, they're just names. Like how many kids for – how many Scott, Chris, Adam – like uh, I went to school with like yeah. 19 Jennifers and like Mollies. Right, and- but here's my question. It Was it a name as common as Matthew? It was okay here's a better example and not it again miles yeah it was like they miles. both were gonna name it miles which is pretty common these right. days but 10 years ago it was like a cool name um and so it was like can you believe yeah. naming it miles and i was like i guess man I like meant nothing I, to me I, yeah i i can understand i can understand yeah where it's just like it it like uh, you're just like ah, this is this like person who's the most special person uh, to me in the world, and then like right next door, there's one person named the exact same thing. I can understand it. What's weirder is that my sister named uh, <laughs> is that I have no no my I have a family member who named their dog a name of my sister's child. <laughs> oh, that just happened here. I met some really nice people on this trip, and she's French Polynesian, and her name is Sophie. And she said, and I went to Los Angeles, and I met a man, and he goes, oh, my dog's name is Sophie. She's like, is it normal to have a dog named Sophie in the United States? And we were like, yeah, it is. Like, that's a pretty common name. She was devastated. It's this beautiful French name. She's like, no. <laughs> um, but you knocked it out of the park. Olive and Gus are great names. Uh, people Thank have you. DM'd me many times or asked me in life, like, is Gus short for anything? And it's not, right? Gus is just Gus. Uh, no, it's August. August. Um, oh, but also, like, we wanted, we're, he's always going to be Gus, but we were, I guess we never thought you could, we could just name him Gus. Do you know what I mean? Of course you could. In our head, we was like, it always has to be short for something, like, Gus is short for August Augustus, or Augustus. right. Or yeah, so well, I've well, we been, well to the Gus. ten people I've said it was just Gus. I lied to your face. That's my confession. There you go. Kurt absolves me. You are absolved. Thank Everyone you. is absolved on yes. this episode minisode of In Bananas. Thank well, you so much for listening, Nanas. Thank you, Curdy B. I'll see you soon, buddy. And thanks to everybody who listens to these on Stitcher Premium. You rock our butts. Butts, Nanas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 